honor and privilege to have my friend for many years, Mike Kirschbaum, with us. And he hasn't been able to be with us. He has a great church in Moreno, Colorado. And our paths first crossed back when we were young guys at camp, uh, just the uh, same Kansas City camp that we went to. And, and over the years, just kind of kept in touch. And our relationship has really grown more so in the last few years as our friendship has gone deeper. And, uh, and I wanted him to come and share. He was just here for our pastor's gathering uh, late last year and, and, and spoke a powerful world, but had to get home. And I'm glad that he can be with us this morning because his heart is for us to hear God's voice, uh, for us to know that God is speaking to us all of the time. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the word this morning. I like these kind of relationships in my life, and I don't know about you, but we have relationships that sometimes last for a little while or a few years, or, or maybe there's relationships that last decades, and those are great relationships. Those are important relationships in your life. But there are a few relationships that actually last for generations. And, and Mike is a, in a very similar situation as I. He, he pastors the church that his dad planted. And so our parents knew each other, we know each other in fellowship, and now our kids are starting to know each other. And when you see that generational thing, they, God puts you together for a reason. And a lot of what God speaks to Mike and Mike shares with me, it's, it's a part of who I am. And so I want him to share with you. I want my friends to be your friends. And so I know he's going to become a friend real quick. So would you welcome Pastor Mike Kirschbaum to the pulpit this morning? Amen. It's good to be here. I probably won't need my notes today. Didn't need them yesterday. Same God's here today. Leanne's going to step in and be my helper. Amen. I've already been cruising you guys this afternoon, tonight, or today, the morning. It was last night, this morning. Checking you out. Go ahead, you can just, what's that? No volume? <laughs> Whoop, there it is. <laughs> this is my favorite song right now. I started yesterday with it, I'll start it with you guys, and then from there on out, I can't guarantee it's going to be anywhere near the same thing. But we're going to talk about the same subject. There's just something about... The name of Jesus. There's just something about the name of Jesus. There's just something about the name of Jesus. There's just something about the name of Jesus. Yes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. No other name, no other name but Jesus. Oh, Jesus, yeah, Jesus. Can you feel that? He's here. 
and you brought him. It's not because I'm here, but it's because you're here. Like raindrops, oh, that's how we start a flood, yeah. Glad you brought your drop this morning. We're going to get on it, 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 get on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know I might be shocking, but I grew up in a lot of black churches, so. And that's just where I fit. Yes, talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. Talking about Jesus. Okay, we're going to talk about hearing the voice of the Lord. And then we're going to operate in that. Uh, I could give you testimonies all today long of uh, the times in my life, even recently, in the last month that God's opened up the door for me to talk to people. But that would be a waste of your time because uh, we're going to work on God having some testimonies this morning both in me hearing the voice of the Lord, but also in you hearing the voice of the Lord first for your life and then opening up the door for you to hear the voice of the Lord even more importantly to start hearing the voice of the Lord for the people that are around you and so that you can be a well, a a spring of living water that goes into this world and it it fills uh, the souls of the people around him. And one of the things I talked about last night, I want you to know that all of us were born with the ability to hear from God. And so it's not something that you, that you don't have. You say, well, I just can't hear God. Yeah, you can hear God, but there's things we have to deal with in order to hear God. There's a, a just natural requirements, and the major natural requirement that we have to deal with is the carnal mind. And so when you look biblically at what the Bible says about the carnal mind, the Bible says that the carnal mind is enmity to God, and, and that means that the, it's completely in opposition to what God wants to do with you. The only thing the carnal mind wants to do is to lust and have its own way. Okay? How many have figured that out? You're old enough to know that that's the truth. So, can I get a witness? Can I get someone to testify? You know, that you're in that place that the only thing my carnal mind wants to do is get me in trouble. But as Christians, we've come to the place that he has put his heart, he's come into our heart And we have now the ability to be spiritually minded, to have a spiritual mind. And and so you have to be in that place to where that you're willing to come into tune with the Spirit, but the Spirit only operates if it's plugged in. Okay? And how do we plug it in? Well, we plug it in through having the voice of the Lord speaking to us and available to us. And what's great about God is He is the 24-7 eternity phone system that you can at any moment just look to him and he's there for you. He's there. He's just ready. He's available. He's just waiting. And it's not that he wants every moment of your time, but when you need a friend, he wants you to call on him first. Okay? And so one of the things, if you noticed this morning when I was sitting here, and if you, I think they have this stuff from yesterday online right? It'll be online. If you want to catch a lot of bases, catch the, what I did yesterday online, because this is not going to be exactly like that, because you guys are completely different. Um, I mean, you're the same, but 
There's different ones, and the draw is different. So we're going to go with the draw and what God wants to do. And, uh, and I didn't have the notes from last night anyway. So, uh, but he wants to get into your life, and he wants to speak to you. He wants to direct you. And what I was doing in service is doing my, my, taking my own medicine. I wanted to see who was here this morning. How many know you can't minister to people who you don't know are here? And sometimes in church, we get so caught up in us that we don't realize that we're not just here to receive. The greatest blessing we can have in church is to be here to give. Right? Because what's more blessed? Is it more blessed to receive or is it more blessed to give? Well, God says the greater blessings in giving. And so uh, we have to be in that place to where we're ready to give. And just kicking off real quick here, can I just take a moment out of like all of you guys' time and just give a couple people a little time, just for a moment? How many of you guys uh, pay attention when we have times of uh, saying hi to people? I like to notice the people that are off. Are you guys new? You guys come all the time? You come all the time? Do you? Uh, how many of you guys know him? How old are you? 42? Anybody else here 42 years old? Around that? Somewhere? Here, come here. You over there, Mr. 42, plaid shirt. I saw you raise your hand. Come on, man. Yeah, come here. Have you met him? Never met him? Perhaps? You know what's cool about church is you can find someone around your age. I'm going to introduce you to someone new today. I'm Mike. Eric. Marissa, so nice to meet you. Hey, buddy, what's your name? Yeah, awesome. 41, what's your name? Rick. Hey, this is Rick. <laughs> Eric. So you guys should get to know each other around the same age. You know what the point of church is? Is that you find people around the same age, have a vision from God and a purpose from God, and they can be there for you even if it's on a telephone call that sometimes you just want to call somebody and we've got little guys in the room so I have to be adult. But you can whine and complain to them if necessary for a moment and they can support you and say, hey, it's not going to be that bad. It's all going to be good because God's with you. Don't worry about it. So you, you met a new friend. I, I met two, three, four. So thanks. That's prophetic ministry. In actual, it's best form. Sometimes the thing that gets us in the way in the prophetic ministry, and I could get into their business because God could open that door, but the key part of prophetic ministry is noticing and recognizing what's going on around us. And it starts first. It doesn't have to be God sending a flash of light. Matthew had done a speech at his school and was talking about Paul and how Paul had this incredible encounter, but you don't have to have an incredible encounter to have an encounter with God. What a lot of times happen is we start off with a simple thing and just noticing something, and, and it changes everything. I mean, someone else I noticed that when you guys were all sharing, there's two over here. They just kind of stuck out by themselves. Yeah, I'm seeing you guys. Hi. I'm Mike. Phil? Priya? 
You guys come here all the time? You know everybody? How old are you? 21? 21? Do I have a 21? Come on, come on, come on, come on. How old are you? Huh? 18? Oh, cool. Come here. You're close enough at least to meet him. Okay. What's your name? Reagan. Hey, Reagan. You, have you met him? Hey, this is Phil. No? Phil is a great guy. And if he's not a great guy, just let me know. And if they need some help, I'll come back. And we'll work him over. But, hey, she seems like a really sweet, good friend. Should know each other. So, you know, afterwards, exchange some information and just be friends. Okay? Hi. Hi. I'm not going to ask you your age. So, I mean, you look like 21. So, so anybody would say that they're 21 or close. Come on, ladies. I'll accept, any, accept anything. Right there. Yeah, you come here. What's your name? Jessica. Jessica. Nice to meet you, Jessica. Mike. Hi. Priya. Priya is super sweet. She's very hardworking. She has a beautiful smile. She hangs with a great guy that comes along with her. And it's, so it's a two-for-one deal when you spend time with her that you get to know them both. Would you take time to get to know her? Awesome. Well, make sure you check that out. I hope I didn't embarrass you. But God loves you. He loves you. Say, so Mike, how did God let you know What's going on? God didn't have to let me know. I just paid attention when you guys were all hugging. There's some of the other ones, too. You want me to hit you all? How many of you were paying attention to who wasn't engaged when you guys were engaged with one another? That's an important part of ministry. It's an important part of opening up the door for God to speak to you is pay attention. Look around. Be here not just to enjoy what God has for you. He has great things for you, and it's awesome that you have different ones that you like to engage with and that you like to see and that you like to connect with. That's good, but man, open up the circle. Because sometimes what keeps a church from growing and really being effective in their community is we've just become so clicky. We've so, so caught up in the things, people that we get along with and we connect with. And that there's other people that are called and they're meant to be placed here and to be with us, but they just can't find a way in edgewise to get to know you because you've already established your group and your, your people that you can be with. And that's not the way church should be. Because, see, it's not just down to Pastor Daryl and Pastor Daryl uh, and all the other ministry here making a way for the people here. We are called to be ministers together of Christ Jesus. And this is where we learn to do it right here in the congregation so that no matter what, if anybody shows up to church and if there's any need in our life, there should be one of us that's paying attention. Just one of us. Paying attention, seeing what's going on, recognizing need. Amen? Amen. I'll just kick back here. Hi. How are you doing? I'm not going to ask your age or anything, but you're really gifted. 
You are. And uh, purposed. And you should really get involved here because they have need of someone just like you. And, and you would shine in areas that they just have a perfect place for you because uh, God could do something with it. But you, you have to make the decision to get involved. And it may take some pressing through because it's just a, something different than what you're used to. And I don't know how, how long you've become. It's your first time? Imagine that. Let me see. Let me see. I've got to introduce you to some people. Well, first off, hey, Leslie, come here. Let's just start with the big dogs. Because that's the way we think about it in church, you know. It's something if they're, this is the pastor's wife. Ha, 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 ha. But uh, this is Leslie. Man. Keisha. Man, I am so glad you're here because I don't, I don't get to come here very often. And I got to come just for you. If my whole trip just ends up for you, that's perfect. But he has a purpose here for you. If you'll get involved, it won't be easy because they're used to all being here and you're not used to. But, if, man, if you'll stick it out, let me tell you, they all know you now. <laughs> Let's just keep it a secret between us, but they've seen you. And if they don't pay attention, I'll come back and smack them around a little bit. But just between us. Welcome. If you want to, this can be your home. Amen? And ministry is best first for you and then for others. I feel blessed. How many of you have the guts to step out of your comfort zone not just in church. This is the safe location where we learn. This is where you can kind of cruise around. Uh, anybody was here yet last night? Anybody else? Anybody watch it online? Jennifer was here. Hey, Jennifer, did you look around today and check out who was here? Did you? Did you catch any vibes? <laughs> Please don't do this. I don't, prophetically, please don't do this. Don't let me be the focus of this. Come on, Mike. Cut me a break. I'm so busy otherwise. Come on, man. Was I partially accurate? But yeah, okay. She's always looking around. See, it's not just looking around, but are you, you got to get to the place where you're looking around and you're open. Are you open to see what you see and then also open to see what God sees? Because it starts with you. It's a, an area of first the natural and then the spiritual is a principle that my dad taught me that a lot of times we don't hear about anymore. We think that instantaneously the moment that God comes into our life, it's just to explode into perfection. But the reality is, is you're having to deal with you. And the you that you're dealing with, Paul said, oh, wretched man that I am. Okay? And that wretched man is going to be the same wretched man you deal with all the way until the grave. And until you see him and you become like him, and that flesh has passed away, and, it, and just everything, you really see the newness of God that's within you become the outside of you also. But you're going to have to make that effort. 
And if you do, in a world like today, if you would begin to make the effort to connect with people, you will fill the church because the one thing that everybody wants, even if they don't want God, is to connect with people. God can just end up being the incredible supernatural benefit that completely and utterly changes their life in a way they didn't think possible. Hey, guys. How are you guys doing? Good? Hi, I'm Mike. Hey, Romeo. Christina. Are you guys a couple? Son? Well, you look so young. I thought maybe you're a little bit younger than him. So you're looking kind of, your mom's looking pretty good for such an old dude like you. What's going on in your life, Romeo? Working? God has purposes for you. And it'll make your working better. Uh, I have a saying that I use. It's, he makes me, he made me everything I never knew I always wanted to be. He made me everything I never knew. God has a purpose for you that's in your heart. And it'll make your life better. It'll make it more joyful. Uh, it'll make, in these kind of situations, that probably sometimes you feel like that um, your head's telling you all these things about what they might think or whatever, 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 whatever. You know the story. But you fit here. And you could really flourish in this kind of a setting if you give yourself to it and just believe for it. And then just, as we're talking about hearing the voice of the Lord, instead of always making the decisions, well, you make your decisions now, which sometimes work out. What, what, what percentage would you say you're a good decision maker? 90% good decisions? Lay hands on me. <laughs> and, and pray an impartation because I don't always make good decisions. So, but that your decisions become even more clear and that you start taking advantage because God's with you. And he doesn't want you to be hesitant to speak to people because it doesn't take a perfect life to minister. Actually, what God likes to use is weakness. He says that he loves to see that weak, weak person. And as much as you look together, I think a lot of times you feel weak. And God wants to use that. And see, the cool thing about God is we don't have to wait till the end of our day where he says, well done, you good and faithful servant. Enter into my joy. The moment that you're faithful and you're obedient, he opens up the door and he gives you more joy in your life. Gives you a testimony. And I'm just asking God that he'll like begin to shout to you in situations. And even like friends that you know need God. That you'll just somehow find your way to lead them to him and that you come closer and closer and closer to him yourself. Your mom would love that because then she wouldn't have to worry about you or any of that kind of stuff. Uh, amen. It's good, man. Are we cool? Yeah. Get my number and I, I'm on Facebook or get my number and if you ever need someone to talk to you, call me. Okay? Amen. Hey, come on. It's not solemn. It's Jesus. He wants to make a change in your life. See, you don't even need me to talk to you 
if you'll open your ears to God. I spend my life very rarely needing someone to prophesy to me. I love what they speak to me and they give me confirmation of what God's speaking to me. If I ever have someone prophesy over me and it catches me unaware, I'm kind of like, hmm? Because I spend a lot of time trying to listen to him. And it's not that I spend a lot of time on my knees or I spend a lot of times locking myself away. I just treat God as though, just like he is in my life, he's ever-present. He's my ever-present help in the time of need, and he's my ever-present help even when I seem like I'm not needing anything. He's ever with me. And I treat him that way. Uh, let's go into uh, how do I deal with myself, okay? I'm a visual person, and so I deal with myself literally. I do a lot of things literally. So when I deal with myself, I was telling them last night, I will take myself in front of the mirror when I know that my thinking is off and my desires are messed up, when lust is, when lust is wanting to run my ship, and lust is not the idea of something that is sexual, Lust is any desire that's not a desire that's going to create positive uh, movement in your life, okay? You can have a, a lust for food, or you can have a lust for your job, or you can have a lust, any kind of an incorrect desire that's holding you out of what's best. And so if I ever find myself in a location where that my mind is just really caught up in, on something, I'll take myself in front of the mirror, and, and I'll have a conversation with myself, and it's not being schizophrenic, I don't think. At least, I, I've never taken medication. And, uh, but I'll get myself in front of the mirror, and I'll, and I'll have a conversation. I'll say, Mike, I understand what you're thinking. I understand what you're wanting. And, and, and there's a part of me that completely understands you because I am you. But I'm considering the end of this. Do you want to sell out God's purposes that are going to grow for this momentary fix of what you're wanting right now? Or are you wanting to sacrifice this and invest this desire into God? Have you ever sang that song? I'm trading my sorrows. I'm trading my shame. And I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. Dum, dum, dum. You can get going. Dum, dum, dum. And I'm trading my... Anything you have that's negative in your life, that's not going to be good, use it as currency with God. Okay? You trade it to Him. And it says, give and it shall be given. Press down, shaking together and running over. So, well, that's talking about my money. Read the scripture. It's actually talking about love, and it's really a principle. It can apply to your giving, but it also can apply to any area of your life that you're willing to give, and it shall be given. It'll come back to you. So if you find yourself, and you're dealing with yourself, and, and if you want to take that and use it, if it'll help you if you're a visual person, then use it. Get yourself in front of the mirror. And I'm, I, Sometimes, unfortunately for me, it might be five or six times a day when I'm just not wanting to do what I'm supposed to do. And I have found it's much better for me to be in front of the mirror dealing with myself than not doing what I want to do. Because I'd like to say I've grown up in church, 
Started ministry when I was 16 years old, taking our kids to youth camp. You know, I was preached when my dad was gone, was the main worship leader of our church from the time that I was 17 until I was 32. Still lead worship a lot because I'm crazy and I just like it that way. Ooh, I like it like that. But uh, you can be in that spot. And yet, I am full of insecurities and problems. No perfection has showed up when it comes to the flesh. I have to deal with me. And even the older I get, I find out that I'm a lot more honest with myself. And things when I was young that I used to say, oh, that's not my problem, man. I'm like, that is my problem. Yep. And then I embrace my problems and I give them to Jesus. I cast them on him because he cares for me. And see, that gives me the ability to minister for him. To minister for God, you don't have to be perfect. In fact, he says the more needful part of the body is the weak. So I don't know enough. I don't know him well enough. I'd do better if I knew him better. I'd move if I had better direction. I would, I would, I would, I would. I think a lot of times you have so much potential, but your head's saying, we'll just wait a little bit later, maybe, when this happens, when that happens, and that happens, and this happens. And man, the list of happenings that has to happen is like getting longer and longer and longer. And God just says, let it happen. Just let me. He who's begun a good work in you is going to complete it. Not even you. If you'll trust him and you'll just rely upon him, good decision, bad decision, you can't even get in the way of what God has for you. He'll complete it. He'll come through. That doesn't mean bad decisions come, don't come with bad situations with them and he has to turn them into good. Thank God he makes everything work together for good because I've done a lot of stupid and he had to turn it for good. You know, I just did. But he, he can use you now. Just open up your eyes, begin to do it. And you're gifted to see things, but sometimes you don't trust what you see. And it can start here. You know, you know a lot of people here? No? Oh, man, it is amazing that I'm finding these people that only know a couple people. What's your name? Kelly. You care if I ask your age? Yeah, because you're young. Just a pup. Anybody 27-ish? There? Come on. You can come with her. You're attached. Come on. Get up here. Oh, man, don't make me come over there. Here's a couple talented folks. She doesn't always feel talented, but she is. She's, she's worth knowing. Yeah. So... These guys are talented. He does music ministry. They've been to the Bible college here. And that's not Jesus. That's just I know. They've been to the Bible college here, and they've been spending time in their lives in their early days trying to prepare for someone like you. And not that they're any better than you. They've just been, spent, been at it maybe a little longer. You should get to know them. No, get their number. It's so easy nowadays. I wouldn't FaceTime, though. You don't know them that well. But you could text. <laughs> so. Okay, will you? Yeah. 
It's cool. Yeah. Amen. It's easy. If you'll do it. His yoke is easy. His burden is light. Last thing I'll leave you with. If serving God seems hard to you, you're doing it wrong. Serving God's the simplest thing you can do. See, he doesn't accept you in spite of all your shortcomings. He, before the foundations of the world, looked at you. And he goes, man, this one's going to be just screwed up enough for me to use. And I am just screwed up enough to be used by God. Because, see, he doesn't go to those of high degree. He doesn't go to those in great positions. He comes down to us, the simple, the weak, the foolish. And he transforms and revolutionizes us. Man, you guys, I can't. You got my attention. You guys. The threefer. You guys know those guys? Really? Hey, I'm Mike. Sanji, nice to meet you. Jason. Hi. You guys know everybody? You do? Really involved? Well, come here. Let me meet you. Let me have you meet someone else. Here's another one. Someone, he's probably around your age-ish. <laughs> These guys. Very cool. Man, you got more new friends? That's cool. And These guys are solid. Come on. Let's go. Let's look. Come here. So I don't know everybody here, Okay. But you do. So I want you to look out at the crowd. And do you see anybody that you don't really know you've never really met before? Oh. So pick like five real quick. And I'll just go on. You guys do your thing. We'll just come together. Okay, hands in. (laughs) One, two, three. Yes. You go meet a few of those people real quick, okay? I know it's out of your comfort. Go ahead. Go ahead. Just say, hey, this crazy guy <laughs> said to come meet you. Hey, share your name. Share your names. You don't know somebody if they don't know your name. Amen. I, I would apologize, but guys, you are getting a mellow me. Uh, My church had asked me, they wanted me to bring my music guy. Because if I have my music guy, I mean, she's doing great, but she's in this mellow setting. If I have my music kids, these kids that I've raised up in my church to play with me, you would be shocked. I mean, you might think that something's seriously wrong with me, if you don't already. But, uh, But they said, you should take the music guy and then don't have them film you. Have them put the camera filming the crowd. We would love to see it. And last night, I, after I spoke, I probably had 50 messages from the people at home who watched me. 
and said, you could have gotten crazier. It had been okay. So I took it up maybe a little notch this morning just to open up because, you know, I find out with God is if you really give him you, he uses the foolish things to confound the wise. But he wants to meet with you. Last thing. Am I at 15 after again today? That's, that's my spot? Okay. Is there anyone here this morning that you say, I need, to be, I need God to see me? This is my last thing I'll teach you. Anybody? And like you've, you've really been going through a time and you've been like, you feel like you've not been, God hasn't been seeing you. He hasn't been really noticing you. If you're here, just give me a hand. I mean, it's serious. You've really seriously been feeling this. Come on, be bold. Um, the church should be a place where you can ask for help. The church should be a place where they don't have to notice you. You're willing to go to them and get help. The church should be a place that no matter what you believe, what you think, what you feel, they accept you. And no matter what you think, what you feel, they accept you. And God sees you. He accepts you. And he accepts you without any change in your life, but he's going to bring change. Be open to it. Get happy about it. Start having joy before you think you have a reason to have joy. Sacrifice the sorrow. Amen? My time has come, and so have I. And I must say goodbye. I love you guys.